Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, expanded email guidance number one. Here we go. Okay, Danny, you get a lot of email, right? Yes. Then like so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume the subject of email comes up in conferences quite a bit. Every week, yeah. It's, Every week, it's, okay. It's, yeah, it's pretty funny. I just was uh, with a client this week and and talked about email and uh I actually asked uh, asked the group, raise your hand if you ever got trained on email. And I think I had about 22, 23 people in the room and two people raised their hand. And I'm pretty sure that when they were saying, oh yeah, I've been trained on email, they were probably thinking technically, (laughs) I'm assuming. I don't think, uh, I did not drill down with them or or ask a follow-up question, but my guess is usually when I ask that at conferences and people say, oh yeah, I got trained on email, uh, what they mean is I got trained on how to use our email service or, you know, I got trained on how to send attachments. Typically, they're not talking about I was trained on how to use email in a professional, effective manner. Right. So, <laughs> so, so email training is kind of like management training. <laughs> yeah. It really doesn't exist. Yeah. And you spend all your time, if you're a manager, spend so you spend all your time, time doing, doing it. it. <laughs> you get right? no training. Yeah, but we don't get trained. And, and when we do, our, when I do our uh, effective manager conference, I often ask that same question too. Raise your hand if you ever got trained on management, on how to be an effective manager. You know, less than 10% of people raise their hands. So, right. And of course, when you get hired, right, there's, there's, a lot of effective manager questions, right? Not, no, not usually not. And certainly no email management no, <laughs> questions. No. Right? So. And, you know, it's funny because we do so much of it. Um, we're, we're, given, we're put in a role to do it. Um, we're put in a role to manage. We're put in a role to use email, but we're not given any training. And I think that in a lot of, for a lot of folks, it's assumed that you know how to manage, you know how to, to use email competently when we're given those, those roles that require those skills. Um, so we're not going to assume that here at Manager Tools. We're going to uh, assume that you're probably like us and that you did not uh, get that kind of training uh, like most professionals. And so that lack of training means that you're probably not handling email or management uh, as efficiently or effectively as you, as you could. So we're going to, we're going to help you with that today. Good. Yeah. Okay. So you can help me. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, your, Mike, you really need a lot of help. Here's your, here's your, here's your, here's your chance. So, okay. So what are we going to talk about today? What are you going to recommend to folks? Good. So we're going to cover three points. Number one, you are obligated to know everything in any email you receive within 24 hours. Okay, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we're going to come back to that one. I think that's probably going to be going to be a pain point for some folks. Uh, number two, yeah, number two, don't give folks deliverables by carbon copying, by CC. And rule number three that we're going to cover today, or recommendation number three we're going to cover, do not use email as written validation or proof of something. So three points. So probably going to be a pretty quick cast. Good. Okay. Well, busy manager appreciates that. So let's get down to it. Let's get to the most interesting one first. You're obligated to know everything in any, any email you receive within 24 hours. I want to like, like you're obligated to know everything in any email within 24 hours. Yeah. Look, so folks, if you get an email, you have received an obligation and the obligation is for you to read it. Now, a lot of us, you know, probably aren't going to like that. We may recoil against that a little bit because we get so much mail. Uh, Although 
I'll insert here. I always love to hear what people's idea of a lot of email is. Um, I w I've had people in conferences say, oh, Danny, I get so much email. And I'm like, really? How much do you get? I get like 75 or 100 a day. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> if the, and if you that, feel 75 or 100 a is a lot, then you know, it's okay. It's okay. Just you'll get more <laughs> sooner. Yes. Or later, you'll get yes. More. Yeah. yes. And when I was a uh, vice president, I averaged probably three to 500 a day. And during busy quarters, that was often higher. Yeah. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. It's a lot. It's am a lot. There. <laughs> Actually, am there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You probably get more than I do. I don't get that many anymore. Why is email so important? Like, what, how, where does it fit into the rest of the stuff we get? It's really just another one of our inboxes. And you probably feel like a lot of us, like you have an awful lot of inboxes. You may even say, I have too many inboxes, right? There's your desk. Uh, there's maybe a project tracking website. Of course, your email inbox, your task management software, uh, requirements board in the team room. There's all these places where work that you have to do, stuff you have to do is, is recorded or posted. Um, so there's a lot of inboxes. And when you have an inbox and people put stuff in it, you have an obligation to know what's in that inbox. And it might be frustrating to you that so many people can create obligations for you. I, I know sometimes I, I feel that frustration. Like, I didn't ask for this obligation. Uh, I didn't ask for this person to put this in my inbox. Right? Your boss can do it. Our peers often do it. We let our friends do it. Our families do it. Our boss's boss, the project manager, our scrum manager, of course, clients, customers, uh, corporate staff, people, people at headquarters like HR, finance, security, yeah, all yeah, of those folks. They got like all you listeners. And customers. Like, just stop sending me emails. Yes. <laughs> You're just creating an obligation. I could get so much done if only customers would not ask I me know. to do things. It's horrible. Management would be great without customers and without yeah, employees. Be so much it's so much easier. But folks, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, to just, be clear, we're I'm just you know, kidding. We, we heart love our customers. your emails, actually. Absolutely. Keep them coming. And so we have all of these inboxes, all these places where we have obligations that are recorded, posted. Um, and of course, with email, there's just a lot of it. And so a lot of us, I think, mistakenly process our email, act on our email in order. And so we're basically always behind. But the fact that we haven't read an email does not eliminate our obligation to manage our inbox and know what's in it. You don't get a free pass by saying, no, I haven't read it. If somebody sends something to you, you're obligated to read it. We have a cast on how to manage your email. I really recommend you listen to it if you haven't. Basically, our guidance is you do email three times a day, once in the morning, once in the, in the midday, and once before you go home. And other than that, you stay off email and you don't, you don't just process it in the order that it comes in, right? You do the most important things first. Right. You turn off the little ding or the little toast that the pops toast. up. Yeah. But anyways, we, we could cover all this. But folks, if you haven't listened to that podcast or you haven't got any training, most likely not, about email management, go listen to it. It'll, it will It will make your life so much, so much better. Absolutely. And every week, again, at conferences, when I tell people, email three times a day, ah, I couldn't possibly do it. So 
Yes, you can. And a lot of those emails, I talked about emails from, from, from customers, clients, listeners. And one we often get is, oh my God, I, I was just dying under email. I listened to your podcast and I, and I did what you recommended and it actually worked. It actually worked. You'll <laughs> it, never believe it. You'll never believe it. It actually, it actually worked. So folks, I'll, I'll stop droning on about it. Go, go take a listen if you haven't. Yeah, listen to that cast. It's a good one. So let's talk about, um, CC and giving deliverables to people when they're CC'd on an email. One of my favorites, by the way, I just love when people, when people do that. It's just great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rule about deliverables. You cannot create a deliverable just by replying or, or copying somebody, I, I should say, by copying them on an email, by CCing them. That's the rule. When you create work for someone else, you can't expect them to be responsible for it if they don't know it exists. You can't assign a task to someone on your project team and not tell them about it and then hold them accountable when they don't do it. You just can't do that. Right, you gotta let them know that they've got that deliverable. They that they have that obligation. Wait, wait, wait. We, we said that one, you're responsible for knowing everything that's in your inbox, all your emails, within 24 hours. And if you're CC'd, it's in your inbox. You got to read it. And so, since you have to read it, you're gonna know you have a deliverable in there. So I, I don't. I so I I know what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. So great question. So CCing somebody. An email copy is, is basically the equivalent of allowing someone to overhear a conversation that you're having to keep them informed. It's just not an acceptable way to transmit accountability. And you have to keep in mind that a lot of people have rules set up in their email where anything that they're CC'd on goes to a, a certain folder, a CC folder, uh, that they you know read later, but it isn't something that they're actioning right away. Because as we said previously, Folks who handle email effectively don't handle it in the order it comes in. They handle the most important things first. And there's an assumption that if I'm carbon copied on something, that I'm not the primary recipient. Therefore, it's not a priority for me. And so I'm going to do the email that's actually sent specifically to me first. And that CC, the email that you CC'd me on, I may not read it right away. It may sit in that CC folder later. So you have to keep in mind that, uh, well, I shouldn't say you have to, <laughs> you don't have to, <laughs> uh, but it would be effective for you to remember, uh, as we say at conferences, Peter Drucker says, to paraphrase, communication is what the listener does. And if you send me something, or if you CC me on something, I should say, to be clear, if you CC me on something, the assumption there, my assumption there is I'm not the primary recipient it's not a priority. I'm going to do other things first, and then I'll come back and read that. It, because if you meant it to, to be for me, you would have sent it to me, not just carbon copied me on it. Uh, so there's so there is a difference between a two and a CC. Absolutely. Uh, I, I thought it was like when I started filling out people in the two two line, like I ran out of space, and the next <laughs> line down was CC. So I I started. You know, I, I shouldn't there. laugh because you you know that people do that because you see it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, I, I've never seen. I've never seen people do stuff like that. Oh, never, uh, never. Again, sarcasm. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> sorry, folks. Okay, so let's talk about email as written validation, which is in your suggestions. We do not use email as written validation, and this is I, I, I've specifically been told to do this in the to in my this. you know long long time ago. Yeah, I think this was probably this is probably my favorite um, point of, of the cast is number three. Do not use emails written validation. I think a lot of folks, as, as you just mentioned, Mike, um, 
have a habit of using email or thinking of email as quote unquote proof, Jer Joey air quotes, right? Proof right. or as quote unquote documentation of a verbal commitment. And folks, listen, this is an affront to someone's integrity and it is unprofessional in practice. Now, there are some subtleties here that uh, allow some exceptions. So let's talk about those, Mike. So we're not suggesting that email cannot be a, a great way to keep track of responsibilities. Here's an example of what is unacceptable. You're in a meeting and one of your peers says to you, hey, I'll get you those numbers on Tuesday. It's not acceptable for you to then say to him or her, would you please put that in an email? Meaning, would you please put in an email, I'll get you the numbers on Tuesday? Never happens. Never seen. <laughs> Never, ever. Yeah. It's, look, this is, this is a specific affront to your colleague's spoken word. Essentially, what you're saying is, I don't believe that you're going to do it, so I want you to put in writing that you're going to do it say Danny agrees to give me something by Tuesday. Is it acceptable for me after the meeting, go back to my office, write an email, say, so thanks for the meeting, Danny. Just to be clear, you agreed to give me this deliverable by Tuesday. Is that acceptable? I think it's acceptable to send out notes after the meeting in an, in an email for everyone. That's okay. That's not using email to ver verify someone's word though. That's just note taking. In other words, to send out notes to everybody Here's what we discussed in the meeting, and here are the deliverables that came out of it. And it would say, Mike's deliverable owes Danny the numbers by Tuesday. Right. Right. That's just note-taking. Note Although my note, the way, I, the way I said it was probably on the, the side of being um, uh, abusive or, <laughs> or um, an affront to somebody, right? Yes, I would not recommend that in this case, if it were Mike and I, Mike said, Danny, I'll get you those notes. You, Mike said, Danny, I'll get you those notes Tuesday. Uh, we would not recommend that I then go back and send Mike an email only that said, just to confirm you're going to send me those notes on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, with no other notes. Right? <laughs> with no other notes. Right. No. So there's so there's, there's some judgment here, folks. And that's yes. my point. Is there's, there's, there's some judgment here. And there's um, you could say it's documentation or it's it's meeting notes, but if you approach it the way I did, it's not going to come across very well. But if you're in a meeting with several people, there's a bunch of deliverables, then by all means, you know, that's acceptable use of, of email. Absolutely. But, but picking out one person or just sending that one person the email with what they said, no, again, you're essentially saying, I don't believe you. Now, I like, let's take this a step further, Mike. It's also still not acceptable to ask for this type of written verification, even if you're working with someone who you know tends to overpromise and under deliver, for example, the high eyes of the world. <laughs> when, yeah, I, again, when I read the show it. notes, I just inserted high eyes. <laughs> again, never seen it. Never, never seen it. Right. So, for example, if you were to say to someone in a meeting, you told me you would get this to me, would it really help you to have proof in the form of a written email? Would it be good to, for the sake of that relationship, to wave that email around as proof? Hey, you said you were going to get this to me. Look, the people who will not honor their verbal word are equally unlikely to be swayed by written proof. And everyone else in the room, in the meeting, already knows whose word isn't to be taken. You might think that you're protecting yourself, but really you, all you're doing is gaining a reputation as someone who doesn't trust other people. 
I actually have seen this. Unlike everything else, I have. it is not good. In the in the, it's not. I have a specific individual in mind who's a close friend, and I tell you, you you may be think you're being effective, and you think you may be demonstrating proof that this person is not delivering on their promises and that everybody in the organization backs you up because you have evidence to support your position of this person being incompetent. And that's exactly how people take it is you're calling somebody out and calling them incompetent. And it doesn't go well. It doesn't have the effect you may think. Um, you're viewed as not a team player. Um, Absolutely. People don't like that. Even if it's egregious, they assume that if they don't do something that they've committed to, that you're going to flog them in public as well. And it's not conducive toward creating an effective working relationship. Absolutely not. I've worked with folks who did that. And what was often said about them when when they would, you know, send that email, hey, you said you're gonna get me that on Tuesday, because everybody knew they were doing it to get proof, right? Mm -hmm. And so what, uh, what people say is, yeah, I just would not respond to that email <laughs> that yeah. they sent me. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, right. I'm not. I'm neither going to confirm nor deny, you know, plausible deniability because they just you just know that you're being set up. Yeah, it's it's a CYA. I mean, that's what it is, right? It's a CYA. Yeah, total, total CYA. So, is it okay to ask your directs to put notes and deliverables of meetings into an email for everyone? Is it, I mean, we said you can do it. Is it okay to ask your directs to do that? Absolutely. If you're doing a, a staff meeting or a project meeting and one of your directs is there and you ask them, hey, take some notes during the meeting and send them out after, again, that's just note taking. That's not using email to verify someone's word. Right? That's communication. So we definitely do want to clarify the difference because uh, it is a subtle difference, I think. All right. So email definitely creates obligations, but it's not a way to create a written contract to make other people fulfill theirs. And I kind of pick on the high C's uh, during our effective communications conference. And I, I often tell them, guys, look, you don't create relationships. You don't foster trust by putting things in email, by communicating in email. You don't build relationships over email. And if you've been listening to Manage Tools for any length of time whatsoever, you know that we value relationships just above just about everything absolutely. else. It's an absolutely critical piece of being an effective manager or an effective professional. All right. So let's wrap up. So three points. One, you are obligated to know everything in any email you receive within 24 hours. Two, don't give folks deliverables by CC. And three, do not use email as written validation. Email uses up so much of our time, um, partly because it's important and partly because we're just not as good at it as we could be. But regardless of where you are with managing your email, one of the blessings of being human is that you can get better and I can get better. So I'm definitely going to work on that myself. I don't know about that. You're pretty, you're pretty awesome. So, well, part of it is that I only can do email once a day. <laughs> okay, that, there you go. Well, that, there you go. Okay, super. Thanks, Danny. I always enjoy doing these with you. Just, awesome. Just awesome. All right, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.